In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, choose like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Emily. And I'm Remy. And today, oh my gosh, we are joined by style guru, content creator, and former contestant on Netflix's The Circle, Sean Taylor. Welcome, Sean. Wow, what a generous intro. Thank you. Uh, It was straight factual. (laughs) Generous of you to be here. (laughs) Guru was like, I don't think I've heard that one yet, but I'll take it. Do you not consider yourself a style guru? Um, you know, I haven't guru specifically is like that really feels like maybe I took like a course or something. And right. I, don't think I, did. <laughs> I think it's like I, something- someone that people look to for style inspiration. Thank you. No certification needed. No, <laughs> no, no. There's no official guru university. <laughs> or certification program. I think it's something that university. is- University. University. Yeah. I think it's more something that is put upon you. Like, mm. it's not something you seek out. It's something that seeks you out. Well, thank you. You're I'm so welcome. You're so welcome. <laughs> the first place that I became aware of you was on season one of Netflix's The Circle, which I watched when it came out. I rewatched it to prepare for today. And if- Anybody doesn't watch The Circle, could you tell them what the premise of that show is? Yeah, I feel like The Circle really was um, a product of the fact that the pandemic happened and yeah. everyone was locked inside. That's where it like really took off, basically. I mean, people compare it to Big Brother. It's everyone is in their own rooms. Mm-hmm. No one sees each other. And they can only interact with each other via this like pretend bespoke social media platform that you can communicate through. And so because no one sees you in person, anyone can be anyone and you just want to stay around and be the most popular person in the circle and win a hundred thousand dollars, I think. Make people like you not get voted off. Exactly. Yeah. And some people are themselves and some people are other people. My favorite on your season was there was one guy pretending to be a different guy who was single and another guy pretending to be his girlfriend as a single person. And those two, those two were flirting the whole time. And then <laughs> one gets kicked off and they met each other and they're both like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun story. Yeah. It, it kind of served as like a social experiment to yeah. like how, how does social media manipulate the way that we see each other? And you totally. did something really interesting on yeah. it. Um, you did catfish in a way. I mean, your personality was completely you, but your pictures that you used was actually um, 
a friend of yours. Yeah. 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 So I like going in. uh, I mean, there's so much that goes into like the whole like casting and like who's doing what part of it all. But I knew I wanted to like make a statement about being someone who is like fat and online. Mm -hmm. And I um, was working in social media and working in plus size fashion. And like, I don't know if like, you guys have been on the internet ever, but sometimes it's not nice to people who yeah. are fat. Wait, what? <laughs> no, it's crazy. You have to log on. Emily was born Simply today. You'll have to forgive her. On. She she just came here from the hospital. I'm a newborn babe. What? Congrats. The internet is mean to fat people? I know. It's crazy. Um, So I wanted to like, you know, start a conversation about that. So I talked with a friend of mine who is just very like, she lives in Miami and she's very Miami hot. (laughs) Uh That's a good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it. Lots of bodycon dresses. Yeah. I have lots of hot people in my life, but like when you need a Miami hot person, it's like, wait, this is like a different level. Mm -hmm. Um, Totally. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah. So I uh, talked with my friend Colleen about using her photos and um, here we are. Yeah. And you decided to reveal yourself after like to the contestants because you were, you know, making friends, I think, and stuff. And then you were like, you know, I kind of want to like, if I'm going to win this, I want to do it as myself. How long did it take you between like entering your little home and then coming out as yourself? Um, Not very long. Time moves extraordinarily fast in the circle. Uh And um. I think it was maybe like three days or something. So I didn't commit very hard to that bit at all. (laughs) Honestly, I thought it was less. I thought it was like one night. And then you were like, oh, this is exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And what was the reason why? Like, why didn't you want to commit to it for longer? Um, I, uh, I had a lot of reasons. I didn't want... I think I felt very aware there, you know, like there's not a lot of like fat representation on reality TV. So I felt very aware of like what message I would be sending. And so like contributing to, right. So I didn't want like the takeaway to be like, if you look like Sean, never show your face. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then also, I mean, I think honestly, the game's a lot, easier if you don't if you just get to be yourself (laughs) yeah Uh, so like once I like but like to be fair I also um like I've explained it to people like um like you guys know like with just like diet culture and body politics like when you're walking into a space and like specifically in like you know, the entertainment world, you don't know who you're going to be in the same room with. And Mm -hmm. like, would you bet a hundred thousand dollars that like, you're going to walk into a room with a bunch of people who have like, really just like lit aware body politics? Like, no, No. you'd be freaking stupid to do that. Yeah. Um, So like, it was kind of my way of also just like, testing the waters before I and I was like selective initially about like who I shared that with. And yeah, it was like a very also, sweet group of people that you were like, it's a little safe area. 
Yeah. And I think that ended up working well too, because I was someone who there's so many spoilers. So like, if you haven't seen this, like it's too late for you. You're now, like six but, years late. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it ended up being a benefit to me too, because I came in late in the show. Like they bring mm-hmm. in new contestants throughout and it, especially in that season, like making a connection with people who were already like kind of in that core group was very hard. And so I think the fact that I like revealed something about myself made people go like, Ooh, interesting. So it sure. like kept I me see. around for just like a tiny bit longer. So yeah. What did you think of everyone's reactions in the moment? And then what did you think of the reactions once you watched them? You know, I would like really love to see the, um, like the unedited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like probably, um, I don't know if I received that information, I would have been like, what the fuck? You know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would love to see the unedited, uh, reactions of everyone. I wasn't surprised and I wasn't hurt or anything. I was a little frustrated by like, um ed and his mom (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe. and she wanted to write something like so it was just like what question question he's like no mom no we're not saying that we're just gonna be as flowery as everybody else (laughs) you know i haven't rewatched it since it came out so you probably know the show better than i do honestly okay no it's um, it's fresh in her mind (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i was like I don't know. And it's like continued on like, um, like future seasons that it's kind of like choosing to catfish as a part of the game. Yes. But it like finding out that someone is a catfish doesn't mean that you win or it doesn't mean that that person loses. You know, it's kind of like a side plot of yeah. <laughs> the game. And, um, making it I think sometimes it's like made to mean something that it doesn't necessarily mean because it also just feels like incredibly obvious when you have like a bunch of different people and some of them are Miami hot and some of them are just like regular people hot Mm -hmm. like (laughs) of course the Miami hot people aren't gonna pretend that they're not Miami hot, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. So it's like frustrating when it's like, why would someone do that? And it's like, well, like turn on your brain for two seconds. And I feel like it's kind of obvious, right? Like that's just like how the world responds to people. And certain people are just dealt different hands. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, I thought it was a really brilliant idea and I, I loved that you did it, but it's interesting because My takeaway from that first season was like, it's not always the most attractive people that are the most well-liked. The most conventionally attractive, no. Yeah. It's the most like real and supportive. Yeah. Like the best friends, the people who are really supportive of other people's stuff and make good connections. So that was kind of interesting how like you would think it would move the needle quite a lot, but at least in that environment, it didn't actually. I think the hotness ended up putting people off if people were using the hotness to flirt because then they would be flirting with everybody and it's like okay so this isn't a dating show yeah why why would you think for a second like if anyone's flirting with you it's like i'm about to get scammed a (laughs) hundred percent yeah yeah exactly (laughs) 
what do you think would have happened if it was reverse? Like if your friend came on and used your photos and then revealed that it was actually her? Um, They'd be like, she's so brave. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a weird choice. Um, (laughs) I mean, I do think uh, like, even just after one season of the show, like the second season, there was so much more gameplay mm-hmm. than the first season. And I think there was like so much more awareness that like actually people who are like non-threatening tend to do a lot better. So I do think actually um, like cutie pie Shawnee would like probably do like pretty good out That's there. what I'm saying. Like her yeah. using you <laughs> as being like, oh, like here's cutie pie Shawnee. And then she's like, actually, I'm Miami hot. And they'd be like, you betrayed <laughs> us. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> no, honestly, anyone can hit me up if you want to use cutie pie, cutie pie Shawnee pics for <laughs> season whatever we're on of the circle. You're more than welcome to. I totally support that. I love Cutie Pie Shawnee. I want that's a like, t-shirt that yeah. says Cutie Pie Shawnee. It, it sounds <laughs> like an Shani. AIM username. Like, was that ever your AIM? Cutie Pie Shawnee 222. My um, username, oh, what was it? I had Shiny Bug. Um, okay. <laughs> and then my Yahoo was like my initials and then like Angel. So yes. like, honestly, like I'm kind of surprised it wasn't Cutie Pie Shawnee. That would have been good. <laughs> Yeah. What was yours? Um, well, mine, I, I've actually said this on the show before. It was Brittany Jean nine mm. eleven. Right. Because of your birthday. My birthday is nine eleven. Never forget. No. And yeah, it's not the best. And um I was obsessed with Britney Spears, but then people th- I mean, this was back when like you'd go in a chat room and people thought I was the real Britney Spears, and then that led to like years of catfishing people. So I'm a catfish She's too. She's a catfish. So you get it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm not proud of it. Mine yeah. was RK Smarty Ten, and I wanted it to Ooh. be like Cutie Baby Remy, but my Cutie brother was like, "That is too sexy. You are ten. It's going to be Remy is smart ten. Yeah, I love. You could use the word smart, but smart. not sexy. Yeah. <laughs> AIM usernames were great. I mean, RIP to yeah. Instant Messenger. Um, had you ever done catfishing in real life just for fun, like Emily or anything like that? You know, <laughs> Are you a loser like me. Honest, no, I think honestly, if I did ever catfish, it was AIM days. Like, mm. I think, you know, like, cause you had to at some point do the thing where it's like, all right, I'm going to talk to your crush and I'll pretend to be you. Yeah. And, you go, yeah. and then you come back and you can see what havoc I've normal catfishing you know yeah like that's the middle school version of. i mean it still happens if you're like asking somebody for their advice while they're texting a crush or whatever what do i say and they write something for you like that's a minor catfish no it totally is and then at a certain point you have to be like you're on your own girl yeah you know have fun (laughs) at dinner you're swimming with the sharks without a bug in your ear No, no, it is true, though. And then sometimes you would like say something to the guy and then your friend would look over and be like, what? I would never say that. You're like, well, you did. You just did. did. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely did some of that for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a rite of passage, I think. Mm -hmm. It feels like. 
like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Smalls to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens, and they took to it right away. It is delicious. It is nutritious. It is easy to serve. Yum, yum, yum. Eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. Guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey. Please don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this journey is beer. But now with Athletic Brewing, I'm able to get that delicious beer-like taste in my mouth without any of the alcohol. It's amazing. Just so you guys know, I used to love sours. I'm a big sour drinker and I really miss that taste. And now I don't have to miss out on it. It's amazing. Whether you're trying to cut back or you just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, Athletic Brewing is often a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet fruity sours? Now you can enjoy this style without the hangover the next day. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic brews bevs you can drink anytime, anywhere, and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores, late nights, and early mornings, so you can imbibe without worry. Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code DST to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. What was your main takeaway from that whole experience? Oh, dude. It feels like a million years ago now. My main takeaway... Well, okay, so I love reality TV personally. There were aspects of it where I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like I... Even just like working behind the scenes in reality TV, like this is so cool. It's so cool to, you know, like Mm -hmm. watch it all happen. And then other parts where I was like, I'm watching the sausage be made and I'm scared. (laughs) And it's ruining it for Uh, me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I still love reality TV, but I'm like, I'm so much more aware and I have a lot more empathy for everyone on the screen now. For sure. Um, and, um, but I think actually the biggest takeaway for me, um, so it was funny when the show came out, they like released it and like, 
each week there was like a chunk of episodes. And so like my first couple of episodes came out and then like, um, then I revealed myself like the next week. And Mm -hmm. so like getting people's opinions on the fact that I was catfishing was wild. Um, what was really weird was the amount of people who were like, men or like thin women that were like you're a fraud right (laughs) like what is it to you right like were they sending it to those men who were also catfishing each other and flirting probably not right no i don't think i don't think they made it to that um so but then it was like crazy because then i revealed myself and then i'd get like you know like it will still happen now and then we're all get like someone messaging me like you suck for doing this and then being like, JK, I just watched that episode and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's cool. I JK, you're an inspiration. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Disregard my previous message. Um, but I think all of that, I mean, it is crazy bananas having um, the world you know, like the internet respond to you in any capacity. And like, I just don't think that like our tiny little brains are meant to be perceived on such a large scale. Yeah. So it made me a lot more like being okay with the fact that people might be wrong about you, you know, which is, Mm -hmm. which can be really hard. It's very hard. hard for me to be like, you have, me completely wrong and i'm gonna be okay with that but yeah i think just like because ultimate ultimately like it really is like you are the only one that's got to sit with the decisions that you make and you know you have like your trust tree of like close people that you're like you know me i'm bouncing this off of you like what do you what do you think and so i was like just very like having to just come back to myself and the people who really knew me and be like, okay, like everyone else's whatever doesn't really matter. And there's like good stuff. And there was tons of good stuff that came from it, but like our brains just like skew to like, what's the most evil, wretched thing that someone said about me. And I'm sure zero in on that. Gets more clicks. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And reality TV, I mean, reality TV in particular is so vicious, but I bet you also experience this as a content creator because you exist online. You're very public and people just come at you. I mean, I'm sure you develop a thicker skin, But one of the bigger burdens of having that job is the attention you receive, but you also need that attention to keep doing it. No, totally. It was crazy too, this happening like during the pandemic and like TikTok also was like just becoming popular because um, Mm -hmm. TikTok like changed, I feel like a lot of like just the amount of like reach that you can get from anything you post, like um Mm -hmm. people weren't used to that type of exposure so quickly um but then also it was very surreal that like we all were kind of locked away and like nothing was happening in person so it all just like it was all just like on my screen this crazy stuff that was like happening in Mm -hmm. my life um so it was very um yeah just like super surreal but i think like i have that was such an intense combination of factors um, that 
you kind of have to learn how to deal with it. And like one of the things that like I had done that I feel like it's like not so bad now, like, and not just because of the show, like even just like TikTok was so vicious at the beginning, like for anyone who was like just a modicum different, like it was just like, it, well, let's just bring out all the worst people on the internet and 12 year old boys. And but now they police they each other say. in the comments. Yeah, yeah. They're right. all like, hey, like this comment section is a mess. Right. Like you guys are so mean. Like, I'm the janitor. where did all these people come from? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, the people have written mean things like under my TikToks, which, by the way, they get like two views. But people will write something mean. And then almost immediately, someone will be like, oh, well, clearly you're really insecure for writing that on a street. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, great. I didn't have to Go say on. it. Yeah. They, they fight the fight for you now. <laughs> I have a question just about how the sausage was made. Mm. Because so in this show, when you're writing text to the screen, like you have to say it in this very like send message that yeah. that that right. smiley face whatever is that really how you tell the ai or whatever the fuck or do you like tell the producer and then you have to recreate that line <laughs> um you probably have to it depends like maybe sometimes you're saying things more than once but if there's uh-huh. there's some circle magic I tweeted about this once making a joke that um, it was just Michelle Buteau in the back with like, I think I said like a Slurpee and like, I don't know, some sort of like bodega snack and long nails. And she's like, just she's click clacking <laughs> on the keyboard. Like, I need to delete that. It's like, oh my bad. So, <laughs> that's all I can say. Because you were under that's, contract. That's just one of the fan theories is that it's Michelle Buteau transposing everything. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hilarious. Would you do reality TV again? Yeah, totally. For sure. I randomly... Even with all the bad stuff that comes along Yeah, I mean, I think my husband would have a heart attack for sure. Um, Because it's intense. It's also, like, intense for um, the people in your life. Like, I don't know. Like, you just got to think about it. Like, whenever you see someone on TV and they, like, embarrass themselves or someone says something so mean and embarrassing to them that, like, their mom's watching that. You know, like their sister and their boyfriend and their best friend are all watching that. And like, that's hard for them, you know? And so like, Mm -hmm. I think it was hard for, um, my, Eric was super supportive, but like my dad told me one time that he overheard someone talking about me or like saw it in like a comment or something. And he was like, I just wanted to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Wait, you, you're married now. Were you guys together at the time? We were together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were living together. I don't think they ever discussed your relationship status. Um, I changed, I don't know if it made it on the show, but like once I revealed who I was, it like said that I was like in a relationship, but yeah, I totally would. I weirdly randomly like knew someone who worked on teen mom and she was like, hey, I love teen yeah, mom. Well, okay. I'm randomly on one show. episode of it. Um, I-, I never really watched teen mom, but I think her name's Amber calls me and we talk about body stuff. <gasps> yeah. Um, Incredible. I, I like thought I had totally missed the boat on team. Like I, I wasn't going to be on team mom, but I was in my mid twenties. <laughs> I was <laughs> teen mom's friend. No, but I totally would. Um, I feel like though, 
I was so, it was, the circle is a very hard show to be on and not be very aware of the cameras and not be very in your head because like, it's literally just you in a room. Just you, you know, and them. like, yeah. so I think I would have a lot more fun and a different experience if like, I got to interact with more people or I'm always so jealous of people that are on like Great British Bake Off, like to do something that's skill-based and not just mm -hmm. like, <laughs> you know, am I cool? Well, I was going to say, I'd love to, <laughs> I mean, I'd love to see you as a real housewife of oh, Richmond, dude, Virginia. I know, me too. And oh, yeah. um, what's her face from New York? What Tinsley, you met her family uh -huh. is from Richmond. She was like a Richmond debutante. And I'm like, I, we're so... Oh close <laughs> um yes. but yeah no that absolutely is my dream but i think eric would like pass away because he's like watched enough real housewives <laughs> to be like that sounds like it put you in a mental hospital and i'm like i don't know maybe i could be bethany frankel <laughs> i see it i see it for you thank i'm you. gonna i'm gonna start manifesting thank you thank you just start eating seafood on tiktok and you're halfway there <laughs> wait is <laughs> Say that again? Why would Beth I do that? She, Bethany does wild stuff. Bethany on does like a lot of eating and ranting at the same time. Yes, she's really into her cottage cheese. Like she's she like, yes, let me show cheese. you the best thing ever. And it's like cottage cheese. <laughs> she's like, whoa. I'm kind of with it. Like I, people make fun of her TikTok, but I, no, no, I just no. find I, it very amusing. I'm drinking the Kool Aid for sure. And honestly, out of <laughs> like all of the Real Housewives, I think she's like. <laughs> I could go on and on about the Real Housewives social media presence because I I think my like love language in life is I get people hooked on Real Housewives and then I exclusively mm -hmm. communicate to them with like gifts and social media posts of the Real Housewives. <laughs> I'm like you know them now, so this is like how right. you know that I love you by showing you them over and over. Let me just say I send a lot of Dorinda's. Um, posts. I love Dorinda. Dorinda. My favorite day oh my was my boyfriend saw a woman from behind and he goes, that woman looks like Dorinda from behind. And I was like, I love you so much. I love that you know what Dorinda's body like looks like so from behind. Well that you could recognize her from behind. Well, you need to. It wasn't her, but he was like very on but point he, with that woman looks it. like Dorinda from behind. <laughs> From behind from the back. Yeah. <laughs> Dorinda from the back. Um, Dorinda, if you haven't like caught up, uh Halloween at Blue Stone Manor is always, you know, a delight. Oh, yeah. And she was doing oh, some yeah. posts recently where we have like fake scary teeth in. And I was like, this is going to the girls immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. 
mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. We could talk housewives all day, yeah. but let's talk a little bit about you. How how did you get into fashion? Because that is a big aspect about you. Um, um, yeah. And yeah. So I um, actually went to school for acting for theater. Mm-hmm. I had always really been into um, like clothes and style. My mom, um, my mom's like, uh, like has always been very thin. And she would always be like, well, should I wear this or this? And so like, I would always felt like I was like dressing her. Meanwhile, I was wearing like 12 year old lawyer outfits. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But business cash, you know, as you do. Um, And uh, so once I was starting to like graduate college after like four years of playing everyone's mom, I was like, you know what? (laughs) May I like, I just don't, I'm not seeing it. Like I'm not seeing me doing this for my life. But at the same time, um, like body positivity was like really blowing up online. And um, like Ashley Graham had just been on like Sports Illustrated and just like mm-hmm. all these brands were starting to expand. And I was like, I just I knew I wanted to move to New York after college. And I was like, I just want to try to be like a part of this, like somehow. And um, so I moved to New York and I ended up getting this job um, working as like a stylist at like, um, it was like Stitch Fix, but just for like plus size clothing. And then I started doing social media um, for them. And that's when the circle just kind of like literally fell out of the sky, like into my lap. And so, Mm. um, so yeah. And then like, once that had blown up, then I was like, I really wanted, I mean, like I I had followed so many, the fat women that I saw like living cool lives online, like literally changed Mm -hmm. my life. And so I, of course, like aspired to something like that. And, um, once like I, I because I worked with like enough of them, they were like, you should just do it. Just like quit your job and do it. And I was like, you guys are nuts, but okay, I will. And yeah, here we are. Unreal. You guys are nuts, but so am I. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at this point, <laughs> you've had Christian Siriano as your wedding dress designer, which is iconic. Iconic. Can um, you believe? How did that come about? And what did that feel like? Okay, so... um. I, I really kind of knew I wanted to try to go the custom route if I could just like looking Mm -hmm. so much online. I was like, I feel like I'm not seeing something that just feels the way I want like a wedding dress Mm -hmm. to feel Uh, like in just kind of the plus size like market doesn't look like you. 
Yeah. And um, I actually had reached out to another designer and um, they were like, no, we can't make it because of your size. Um, and, and this is when Christian Siriano always swoops in. Yeah, it Christian happened Siriano. with BB Rexa too. BB Rexa couldn't get any designer to dress her for the VMAs a few years ago. Christian Siriano came through on his fighter jet. Right. Swoops in. Yeah. No, that's I, exactly is... how it happened. Yeah. He airdropped. He's amazing. He's amazing. Room. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so I had, um, I had posted about that on the internet because it was crazy. Like, and my wedding was yeah. like two years out and they were like, we can't make a corset. And I'm like, in two years, you can't? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems so crazy, dude. <laughs> like, really poor time management on your part. Um, and uh, <laughs> so... Were you angry? I would have been so angry. Yeah, because yeah. it isn't like we can't. It's we we won't. We, we don't won't. want to, yeah, yeah. you know? And it's just like, that's just... So silly, you know. Also, the fact that like I was like, uh, our wedding it was so crazy. We were selected to be part of like the Knots' most influential wedding crew. So like, yes, mm-hmm. I, I don't that. know. Like I'm like not that I'm like anybody, but like a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. The pictures and you have exposure somewhere. So like. I don't know, man. Um, yeah. So, but also a custom dress. You don't have to be anybody for that. You just have to be able to pay for the thing. Just yeah. Like if you have a debit card or a credit card, then you're you should be good, right? Few credit cards to split it between, right? Then you're golden. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Well, and then the thing is too with like going custom is actually it. I was surprised. It's not because when you think about like you'll have to get alterations on like another dress for something that is entirely what you want the price is actually like pretty comparable like it it wasn't so Mm -hmm. astronomical and um i was friends with uh or still friends with this girl nicolette mason who's fabulous online and she um is a plus size gal and she had her dress made by christian siriano so when i posted about you know getting rejected by this other designer she was like what do you, you should reach out to Christian, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I'm so glad I did because it just, it makes such a difference to be working with someone always like just to prioritize your comfort. People who like know what Mm -hmm. they're doing, like throughout their entire wedding planning process, like there was a lot of like, it was basically just like all women and gay people like who were our vendors, like, because it makes a Mm -hmm. big difference to have people that like, you feel really comfortable comfortable around. Yeah. So the whole experience was um, unreal, especially because I don't know about you guys, but I watched like, uh, Christian on Project Runway, you know, like, literally one of my bridesmaids, you know, who I'm like childhood friends with, like, we watched that season together. So like, it was mm-hmm. just like so crazy. And then like the I honestly did not expect to meet him at all. I just thought like we'll just, you know, communicate via a mediator, via email. <laughs> like, yeah, he'd have his minions come right. and dress you. <laughs> right. And then he was surprisingly there at the final fitting. And I was like, What? Amazing. And um, yeah, it was so funny. My mom's like um, she's so supportive and sweet, but you know, doesn't always know what's going on. She's like, who is it? What's happening? And I'm like, the, the, the designer <laughs> is here. 
(laughs) Such mom energy. Oh my God. So so what? So what's going on? The dress is stunning. So beautiful. And I also, I love, um, you did a photo spread where you're like eating a hot dog in the wedding dress. (laughs) And it's so, it's just so good. So brave. Thank you. I, um... I actually, we had two weddings. Um, so I did my wedding in January where I ate a hot dog. The Christian Seriano mm-hmm. dress, I don't think I ate a hot dog in that one, though I should. Thank God. Like, oh, okay. I'm That's up why my I was saying, I was no, like, that no. is fucking brave. But I still do have the dress, so I still could eat a hot dog in it whenever I so choose. Um, but Can yeah. you for me? Yeah, no, absolutely. I did at the end of the night. Like I, you know, like your wedding day, they're always like, make sure you eat. And I'm like, I'm going to eat. Like, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. But, um, I wanted, we had sliders at the end of the night and no one saved one for the bride. And like, I, oh, like, I know. Yeah. And everyone had left. And like, I was like talking to the like catering people. I was like, just anything you can give me. And they come back with like a plate of like spaghetti. That was like clearly like the staff dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, this is it. And so at the end of the night, I was in my dress eating spaghetti. And I don't think I got any on me. But, you know, like, there's a lot of volume up here. So it kind of, like, just, like, caught, I think, everything. Yeah. Almost in, like, a hidden way. Yeah. <laughs> spaghetti is dangerous. It is. Very it dangerous. Is. Yeah. No, but it, it sounds like it acted like one of those bibs yes. that have the catchers in them. Yeah. No, mm. I need I needed That's... a bridal bib for sure. Christian's next line is bridal bib. <laughs> bridal bib. I just wanted to backtrack. Wait, I, this is unrelated to fashion, but you said that um you were in school for theater yeah. and mm. you were always cast as like people's moms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this really stood out to me. I just want to um ask you, do you think that you were cast as people's moms because you were plus size? And I'm asking because I, I've seen that happen a lot. Uh, well, when I was cast in a play when I was younger, and this is like kind of shameful, but I backed out of the play. It was Cinderella, and I was cast as the evil stepmother. Mm. And that's a great role. Like, right. that's an incredible role. I actually really regret it. I wish that I, I did it, because, I mean, when do you get to be just an evil bitch? But, <laughs> but I, I really, like, I was so sensitive about it, and, and that wasn't the first time that I would be either like playing house with people and I had to be the mom and I I was in a bigger body when I was younger. Mm. I think it was because I was feeling sensitive that like I was always asked to be the mom because I was chubby. Yeah. So I'm wondering as a theater person, has that been your experience? No, totally. I think that's a universal like fat theater experiences. (laughs) You've been everyone's mom. You were, um, like Witta Peru in The Music Man and you yeah. <laughs> um you know like the mom in what is it like Gypsy yes and Pride and Prejudice uh, I was Dolly in Hello Dolly so that was a good one you know that's T- good titular yeah. um not a mother but mm-hmm. you know older woman you'd think um so yeah it's like always like a th- I also to be fair I also was always the tallest so like everyone's my baby but um yeah true true so I guess it it could be related to like if you're just if you're bigger than other kids then you're more believable as the parent right but Mm -hmm. like but then once you get to like you know when you're in college and you're like paying to get a degree and something and like 
you're still just it feels like just playing moms for everyone and it's like okay but i'm like i didn't want to get a degree in mom right and i'm like 21 so what am i gonna do tomorrow (laughs) yeah 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 good point good point did you have dreams of being like the ingenue or did you just want to try something different um yes i think both i like yeah like who doesn't you know like you have like your favorite main character and you're like yes that's me of course i can do that let but, me be your star right yeah, yeah. yeah but i think it's more like the pattern of it that you're like um but i think like anyone who's like in acting or entertaining like has you know like um there's like pros and cons of being typecast on one hand it's like well there's gonna yeah, be huh? something for me and on the other hand it's like it's the mom you know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I, I guess it's also like there are certain girls or certain women that get cast as like the mean girl all the time. Mm. And it's just because of the way they look. It's just because they have resting bitch face right. or something. And like those people aren't turning down those roles. It's like it's a good thing to be typecast sometimes. Right. Yeah. I mean, it built Megan Fox. Right. She was always so mean mm. as a teen. Right. And then she transitioned a little bit into like hot. Into a monster, (laughs) Jennifer's body. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, Newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. We've kind of used the words plus size. You've said fat a few times. How do you feel about those two words do you prefer Um, plus size do you prefer fat do you think either of them have a specific connotation um they definitely have their own connotations and i tend to like my kind of um philosophy and life lately is like i'll use any of those words like interchangeably same thing Mm -hmm. with like 
body positivity and body neutrality and like fat activism and like all those things where it's like there's like overlapping umbrellas and but sometimes like something more specific might be like you know exactly what you're trying to say um but i'm like comfortable kind of like bouncing between those given like what the moment kind of requires or what's going to like help people Mm -hmm. like hear me better um but um i definitely like uh before reclaiming the word fat it felt like something that was like um it's like waiting for like the shoe to drop like it's like an anvil like over my head that i'm just Mm. like waiting like it's like in my mind it's like everyone's just like waiting to say this about me but they Mm -hmm. won't say it um and uh so for me there's been like a lot of liberation and like reclaiming that word and i like encourage um this is like my little tutorial is that like i totally encourage like thin straight side women to use that word too um but like that's scary of course (laughs) because you don't want to and you have to make sure the tone is not you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings so like i think what's always best is like if you are like i want i wish i felt more neutral about the word fat but like i don't know how to get there like um people have this advice for like people's pronouns like one like just practice like practice like you know like Mm -hmm. have a conversation with someone who's not that you know like and you can you know just try slipping it in there and see how it goes (laughs) see how it feels Mm -hmm. but then also like um connecting it with like um some other like positive or neutral attributes about the person uh specifically Mm. if like fat is um like if that's like a um important part of the story like i don't know like i was in line and i saw i know about this really great stylish fat creator like you would love her stuff yes exactly like i think that is such a good way to and that's how like i um I think it's a great way even I'll do that to like signal to people like I'm not using this in like a, you know, like unkind way, way, you know, like this is just like a part of this person. Um, So yeah, like, and then also like using, I also think an easier way to like, try to feel more comfortable using the word fat is like, specifically, if you're talking about issues like regarding fat phobia at large, you know, like, because like, um, Plus, I just kind of refers to like, you know, the clothes that someone's wearing. Right. You know, and so like specifically when you're talking about, you know, anything like medical or wellness or whatever, then it it might be more apt to say the word fat. So try it today. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it can be a little hard just to uh, like not knowing exactly where the line is, Mm. like. At what point and do you who call- your audience is? Right. Well, yeah, but like, at, at what point do you call somebody fat? Is it the same parameters as plus size, like fourteen and up? <laughs> is that a fat person? Or do you oh, know what I mean? Like, oh, oh, where's the line? Where is the line? Right. Um, because it's not it's not really a medical exact definition. Mm, no. Um. So I think that might throw people off too. Mm-hmm. I um. So since uh, going on the circle and since doing like social media full time and since moving to Richmond, Virginia, I lived in New York, moved to Richmond, Virginia, and um, Mm -hmm. I started a community in Richmond called RBA Fatties. And like, 
yeah. we work with like um, local businesses and people who are, you know, experts on various things or just have like casual meetups. And um, pool parties. Yeah, pool parties are big. We're about to have our clothing swap this coming weekend. And um, it, oh my God, it's like such a blast. And people come from like, all over like people will like drive i love a clothing swap it's oh it's so good um yeah but uh when it people of course and i anticipated it are like is this for me like am i Mm. am i this am i a part of this Mm -hmm. community or this group and um aubrey gordon your fat friend online yeah um, i love her she wrote something that is like it was very beautiful and like, I'm going to totally like kind of butcher it. But basically it's like, if you are kind of like carrying the weight of like various oppressions with you into various spaces, then like you're one of us, you know, and that's going to happen at like a, like on a spectrum, you know, but if you've ever been to the doctor and felt like they wouldn't hear you, if you are nervous about, being on an airplane or, you know, if you're constantly like having to argue with like a bad relative about your size or whatever, like, you, you know, like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to pull out a scale and a measuring tape and be like, well, actually, you're not fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like an, an amusement park. You must, must be, be this right. wide exactly. to ride this ride. Exactly. No, like <laughs> I, if you if you if that's like your lived experience and you know what that's like, then like. I, mm-hmm. that's on your honor and I'm gonna trust you there you know yeah I love that that makes a lot of sense yeah <laughs> we wanted to talk to you specifically about having a big belly because I feel like oh yeah at at every turn you know body positivity does creep forward a little bit and advance a little bit but it seems like the ideal is still to have a flat stomach. Like mm-hmm. you can be in a bigger body, but we still don't want to have a big belly. Right. Um, and you, as somebody with a bigger belly, how did you grow to accept that? Did you have problems accepting that at yeah. first? I think it was always my biggest insecurity. And like growing up, like never had like a flat tummy. And um, I... Honestly, like it will like ebb and flow. I, even like yesterday, I took a video of myself from like a weird angle, and I was getting on a Pilates machine, which is never graceful. And I like no. saw myself from a different angle, and I was like, "Interesting, who is that?" <laughs> I'm learning something new about myself. Um, <laughs> but uh, I overall, I think embracing this. I mean. I think if you are someone who has any sort of like body insecurity where some people have the like privilege where you can put it away, you know, like there's all those like videos of the gals with the shapewear and they pull it up and it's like, what? (laughs) She she was Miami hot. Um, (laughs) That's, that's what the shapewear is called. Miami hot. Miami hot. Yeah. Collection. Uh, (laughs) Um, but some people don't, and I um, haven't found the Miami hot shape yet, so <laughs> I'm not really a part of that group. Um, but it, I mean, gosh, like similar to like reclaiming the word fat, just kind of being like, okay, this is what I look like, and I'm gonna talk about it openly. Like I talk a lot on my page about like, um, like 
apple shape like styles Mm -hmm. not that i subscribe to like dressing for any kind of like fruit or whatever (laughs) right just that like you know this is like an underserved portion of a community that feels like a lot of shame and like acknowledging like well what if i'm fat but i have a small butt and a big belly so like then what do i do you know um and I think one of my biggest things, one, I think you end up looking actually a lot better in your clothes when you um, are honest with yourself about the body type that you have. Yeah. And you're not trying to hide certain things. Yes. Like, I think you stand more comfortably either. either. Yes. And like, you can only acknowledge the good like good but like the mm-hmm. the best parts of yourself if you're willing to really look at it you know like um so like you know i always felt like growing up i gotta wear like long ass like shirt that's like longest tunic yes. chico's oh, yeah, yeah. shirt a pop, the tunic. Like, possible right um and like then you know like no one will know and it's like people are gonna know <laughs> still <laughs> right um, <laughs> Um, but like, this isn't catfishing, right? Like being willing to like wear like a high-waisted pant and like, suddenly I feel like you see, uh, at least for me, and this is what like, I think was a big breakthrough for me is like, you got to kind of take a step back from the mirror and try to see your whole self. Yeah. And there's some kind of like, I'm going to like butcher this too, but there's some kind of psychology too about like when with like body dysmorphia when you're looking at yourself you're kind of like segmenting your body we we talked about this Mm -hmm. oh really and so like yeah yeah, like stepping back and trying to see like your whole self whole thing yeah it makes a big difference um and there have been so many times that i like dressed myself to try and hide one thing but then did a disservice to the rest of my body everything else yeah no totally i know what that's like i like I, I was like, you know, like totally a cutie in like my freshman year of college. And like, I remember one time going out and I had like a maxi dress on and then like a poncho over it. <laughs> oh, like, girl. That is not cutie baby Sean. No, and I'm like looking in the mirror like it still isn't working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It sounds like very witchy. Else. No, exactly. It was very witchy. It's giving um, crucible. but um i do feel like an advice that i give to people is like when because there's so many like like the miami hot shapewear like there's so many things out there that are selling you like this is going to fix your body like put this on and then no one Mm -hmm. will know you're fat or whatever and um like i tell myself and encourage people because specifically a lot of people with like larger bellies like i always struggled with like jeans and stuff like that yeah it's like such a basic part of your wardrobe to like feel so insecure about is like oh no you know but um Mm -hmm. that uh like the belly's still gonna be there you know like like you gotta look in the mirror for the body that you have not for some other body that's supposed to show up like look in the mirror for your body and like then you're going to really get a better sense of like what these genes are doing for you or not doing for you, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. <clears throat> and um, I saw you made a video where you used the term apron belly oh. and I had never heard that term. Can you explain what that is? Yeah. People have all sorts of um, 
you know, like, it's like a hip dips, you know, like every other yeah. day people are coming oh my up God. with like There's a new, new word. New word. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, I, and I'm sorry, all of these names for things are so unflattering. No, some of them right. are fun. Do you think? No, but, like, no, but April Billy, I Tiger don't like. Stripes I was saying, fun. like, it's giving lunch lady. Like, it's just like, uh, yeah. yeah, I feel that. I it feel feels that. like overly domestic. Like, what? I don't like it. But uh, anyway, some people like it, though, because it, just to describe, like, that your belly might be hanging a little bit. Um, mm. But, okay. like, that's not my favorite. But, like, if that's something that, like, helps you to describe something that you need or are looking for like i know what you mean and so i'm all like you know i'll talk shop with you but people yeah. also describe like a b-shaped belly i think that's kind of like someone having like it's kind of like a, a pouch and then like another pouch i think is what uh-huh. that is oh but like also, the letter b yeah the letter b yeah um, okay. There's all different types of bellies out there, you know? Honestly, and, it's better than fuba. That's one that <laughs> I think we need to retire. We can retire that for sure. I agree. It's, also, it's like, I, I also feel like some people use it and they don't realize what it stands for. Um, yeah. And and then once you realize what it stands for, you're like, yeah, that can't be used in casual conversation. <laughs> no, don't mention my vagina. Yeah, You mentioned your Pilates video and you are currently setting up a workout studio in your house and you said you're doing that to combat seasonal depression. It's true. (laughs) Does it come every winter and also what kind of equipment is going into that studio? Um, Every winter for sure. But Mm -hmm. now I'm a Prozac girl. So I'm not cured, but you know. But it's welcome to SSR Island. (laughs) I love it. Um, Actually, my dog, they recently recommended Prozac for my dog, too. And I was like, just like mommy. Yeah. (laughs) Your your puppy has the sats. Yeah. Well, she's like like anxious girl. No, exactly. Um, So, yeah, I feel like in the past year, I have really um, like healed a lot of and like it's never like a healed final done but like yeah there's been a lot of healing in like my relationship with movement and that started with pilates for me i um a friend of mine was doing these like one-on-one kind of like pilates sessions and i was like oh i've never tried that before it looks like something that i would maybe like and the idea of doing something one-on-one was like really appealing to me because i hadn't been doing like really Mm -hmm. any movement or going to the gym like that just sounded my speed and um so i started i did that for like about a year one-on-one like weekly sessions with someone and i loved it so much have you guys ever been on a a pilates like reformer i love a pilates reformer emily likes them less so i'm lukewarm on it (laughs) okay okay like i do feel like you could easily have a bad experience especially if you went in to like an intense i've never done like a big group class like that i just know myself better than that yeah you know what and they're like pull three springs and you're like what it honestly it felt a little like bdsm to me no okay you know with all the all the chains and the ropes and the equipment you know it it was like a little bit involved for me so you were too horny to do the workout (laughs) yeah and i've been there i get it um uh the pilot i felt like it was so like 
everything's very like gliding and like supported mm-hmm. rather than like jostling and like titties mm-hmm. in your face, you know? Yeah. Um, and you can like do a workout and feel like energized, you know, or just kind of like grounded and just, I, I don't know. I it was just, I think also what was really huge for me was one-on-one environment where like someone is meeting you at your own like mm-hmm. level and it's all about mm-hmm. you but also making sure um, your form is good yeah yeah um but also that i didn't have like a bad relationship with pilates like i didn't know anything about pilates like so yeah. like to get at, in like a totally different like you know there's no trauma here on the reformer <laughs> like let me just yes. get on and hope for the best um has been really good and actually i'm super stoked the um Pilates machine that I have now. Uh, it's by this company called Flexia and they, uh, made their Pilates machine actually with like larger bodies in mind where like their carriage is wider. Yeah. And it's, um, they have a really good, like, uh, library of classes that have like instructors that like look different, you know, cause Pilates Mm -hmm. can be so like, skinny white lady you know like pilates princess or like country club old ladies you know it's like one of those two um (laughs) so (laughs) it's like uh yeah i really i've been really enjoying it so far i also have a little peloton in there i don't use it enough um well you know what that's that's not true what i I've been trying to rediscover like new ways to enjoy it more. And what I've realized is that you can now on your Peloton, you can watch um, TV. And so I put on reality shows. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then I'm like, Oh yeah, like I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm set. So (laughs) that's what I have to do. I have to watch the shows that like Eric won't watch with me. Um, which now is like golden bachelor because he can't handle the like emotional content. And oh my god so, so good that, though it's that's so what i good. need to do yeah is i need to like have that be my golden biking and time. gary so oh, do you gary. do you always <laughs> prefer working out from home or have you gone to a gym before so i went to like i feel like when i just really jacked up my relationship with working out it was like college and i was going to like our big old gym and I was just being like really intense with myself all the time. But Mm -hmm. now I actually have, um, I feel so lucky. We have this incredibly cool and inclusive, very queer gym that we belong to. And um, I actually in the past year also started powerlifting, which is so fun. Yeah. So um, fun. That's more her language. Yeah. And I also (laughs) like just, I feel like it's like reframed some like, size stuff like it's cool to be like a big and strong lady like i kind of Mm -hmm. like think of myself as like a giant viking woman and that's like fun for me thank you i'm like norwegian too so like it's like you know and you're so blonde like you have that aesthetic down right you know what you're you're actually so right like that must be a really cool feeling like you blow people's minds when you're just like lifting that heavy you know (laughs) yeah and it's so satisfying and i'm not thinking about like how I look or, you know, like, I'm just like kind of focused on like what I can do. So, um, yeah, so I've actually really loved going to this gym and, um, just seeing a bunch of people that aren't like, um, I don't know, your typical gym, like meathead boys. Cause I would never, ever, ever in a million years go into a gym and walk towards where the weights are 
it's really unsettling no yeah i have a friend who she like her she she had like a workout family like her family like ran and shit i'm immediately (laughs) out when i hear i know i know exactly (laughs) and she when we moved to new york she was like oh i'm gonna like look for a gym and we had like a planet fitness right by us but she walked right past the planet fitness and instead walked her little self into a gym called ricky's gym (laughs) 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 and it's just like a bunch of dudes in tank tops and she like it took her i think a few times to be like wait i don't think this is for me and i'm like are you literally insane (laughs) because i would never you would have to pay me to walk into that place like that just is my worst nightmare girl you thought ricky's gym was gonna be your gym not the judgment free zone right over here wild wait can we say the name of your gym the inclusive one yeah 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 i go to body arc um okay. it's so good and um i feel so bad all the time when people are like how did you find a cool inclusive gym i was like i don't know i'm just like really lucky i guess like, i just stumbled upon it they're just they're like there needs to be i think the biggest thing is like gyms need to be way more gay because mm. like it's like the straight male energy in a gym is like it's too much it's way too much and when there's a bunch of like gay people it's just like okay all right we can breathe you but know? all gendered gays because the yeah. the only male gay gyms are jacked as fuck as well <laughs> no that's scary that's there's trauma yeah. yeah i did a, a workout class at an equinox once in chelsea or somewhere mm-hmm. in the west village and i was no. like oh my god i i don't fit in no that doesn't count at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> So I have a question for people listening who have a hard time getting out of their head to work out, like too focused on the aesthetic, too focused on maybe facing judgment from other people who know what they're doing. What would be some practical ways to focus less on the aesthetic part of fitness? So, okay, a few things. One, so when we do like the powerlifting or when I was doing my like one-on-one sessions for Pilates, um, the fact that it was like kind of social and it was like a regular social time for me, I think really helped me get, you know, like, cause there's another component to this. I'm like spending time with yeah. people. Mm-hmm. I also got, I've got it and it sucks because it's more expensive, but if you have the opportunity to work with a trainer one-on-one or, um, to even like if you do it with like a friend because a lot of trainers will do that where i'll be like you and a friend or you and your partner or whatever um i realized when someone is telling me what to do for some reason my brain like stops having an internal (laughs) like i'm not even counting i'm literally just like Okay, how many did I do? <laughs> like, right. like, yeah. like, because I need to offload the decision making of what I should be doing. Like, you're in special deci- forces. You're yes, like, yes, like, staff. Right. Like, it's not that <laughs> I'm not qualified for the decisions of what I should be doing. I need someone to tell me that. And then I just kind of show up and do it. So, and also like it just um yeah because whatever i would choose to do i would judge myself so harshly for it and instead i'm like well this person knows so like whatever i do here is enough and then i could just leave it you know and like walk away and feel fine um so yeah those are like my biggest things working with like a trainer having some sort of like social aspect and then also like um if you can try something that's like 
outside of anything you've done before, you know, like getting outside of your comfort zone, but just creating a new relationship with a type of movement that Mm -hmm. you haven't, because I would like, you know, try to go back to the same old things. And it's just like, I just feel like with like, even just like physically, like you, you just have some sort of muscle memory where your brain's like, all right, time to be the freaking worst again. And yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like better to just start from scratch. Yeah. I and like, that. if you're going back to the same old exercises, like if you're getting on the treadmill, like that's, that's just a lot of time that you have to, um, despair. Honestly, yeah. mm. I was going to yeah. say to think, but really to despair, despair like, is the correct word. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We have to let you go. But before we do, I just wanted to talk about one workout hack that you posted because you Mm. do work out at home. So you said, I'm someone who only does a full shower two to three times a week. (laughs) Yay. Uh, Timing a workout before shower is the goal, but letting a hydrating face and hair mask sit during a light workout is the real elite multitasking. Plus, I feel like a real ballerina with my hair slicked back in goop. So you're doing a facial mask and a hair mask while working out. Do you do you shower before to put the hair mask in? No. Okay. I, so you're I, just slicking it back. So you could like you can really be putting any old goop in your hair and it'll mm-hmm. do the trick. Um you got hair oils, you got, you know, like a leave-in conditioner or something. Yeah. Just like do yourself a favor and just douse it on your head. And goop then it up. slick it back in a bun and then get on whatever, lift some heavy stuff, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. then go shower and you'll feel like a million bucks, guaranteed. <laughs> and you're forced to shower because you've you have it up. You have to shower because you've yeah. gooped right. yourself so hard. Yeah. yeah. Or like a moisturizing <laughs> face mask. You don't want to do something that's going to get all crinkly and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, and you're going to, you know, you'll be doing your work, you know, so don't get crazy. But yeah. uh, you, you could, I, I could see myself even doing like a little sheet mask when I'm doing Pilates, yeah. like laying down and just like, you know just especially around halloween scary hello exactly (laughs) um thank you so much for joining us i think a lot of people are going to get a lot of stuff out of this episode for sure for sure it was it was so great to sit down with you where can people find you and follow you i am hey sean taylor just about everywhere so come say hi soon to be changed to cutie baby sean cutie baby sean (laughs) Thank you, cutie baby Sean. You guys, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to send your questions to DST at Betches.com to get them answered and follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. Yes, and if you like this episode, please write us a review and don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe. And please follow me at Lubination. And please follow me at Remy Casimir and follow Sean. And remember, we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.